and welcome to the first episode of Gender Nebulous. Today, we are talking about all kinds of weird and wonderful things, and you probably want to know why we've called it Gender Nebulous. And my co-host is the fabulous Miss Frida Wallace. Hello. Well, you know, I think the, I think the name Gender Nebulous came out of a joke we had a little bit um, yeah. on the phone. Because I was thinking, you know, like gender neutral, gender fluid. And I was like, we're, I'm gender nebulous. Yeah, and you were saying you were going to coalesce into a star at some point. <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> but, you know, it's where stars are born. And, you know, ideas can ferment. We, and, we came uh, from a cloud of all, dust. We all like to look into the stars and uh, see the beautiful firmament. <laughs> so yeah. gen, gender nebulous kind of sounded, you know, it's like a mixture of all kinds of ideas. So. I think it's it kind of fits. I like it. It's... I wouldn't overthink it, to be honest. <laughs> no, but it, it, we, we were struggling to find a name, but I think that really kind yeah, of gender sums it up, doesn't it? Nebulous. Yeah, so what we're going to do with this here podcast, I mean, we're going to be talking about weekly news. We're going to be dissecting some stories. We're Politics. going to be talking about political satire and trans issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those things. Whatever is happening in the news, we'll just have a... a so it's we'll, like a weekly review. We are... Yeah, re- we are going to be regular opinion havers. Havers of opinions. Yeah, yeah. that's our. <laughs> well, we have no qualifications whatsoever. We have zero qualifications, <laughs> and please don't sue us because we might say something we're not supposed to. But we do have a an, a unique insight and perspective on what's going on in the news, and that is, that perspective is probably going to be that we're both trans women. Yes. There you go. So. Right. So for today's <laughs> for today's interesting topics, I think we have four, don't we? Mm-hmm. We we're going to talk about. So let's just kind of list them first, and then we'll we'll come back to them. We're going to talk about Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah, she's been in the uh, been in the, the news this week. Well, just today actually, mm-hmm. she's um, talking about a bid for independence, and obviously mm-hmm. around that you've got Joanna Cherry. Um, you know. She's weighing in with the kind of ideas about it's it's like a women's rights issue for her. And we know that J.K. Rowling has also made noises about Nicola Sturgeon not supporting women's rights. But what she's actually saying is that she's supporting trans women and they don't like that. So the way that they'll frame it is they'll say um, Nicola Sturgeon hates women. That's the basic, most basic way they can actually frame it. But they'll sort of tie themselves into knots and say lots of other things about lesbians and lesbian erasure and the rights of women. But the only thing they really want to say is they don't like Nicola Sturgeon's view that self-ID should be a policy and it should be a more, uh, well, just a more humane and, you know, easy way to self-ID as the gender you, you know, you want to be. And that for them, for the for those people, for Joanna Cherry, J.K. Rowling, and all the people underneath there that they amplify, they obviously, you know, don't like that idea. So the way to the way to attack Nicola Sturgeon is to say she's anti-women when she really isn't. She's done a lot for women's rights. She has, and she's been on a couple of interviews this week. There was one with LBC Gina yeah. Davidson. Um, I think she's the Scottish political editor. Hmm. And they were talking about, well, Nicola was talking about how trans women are not the problem. It's actually abusive men. Yeah. So we have a little clip of this, which I'll I'll insert into the podcast when I edit it. Um, 
So, what, what I mean, what, what's you've heard it? What, what's your take on that interview? Mm, well, the thing is, it, it feels to me like Nicola is forced to say something about it, even though, in the great scheme of things, I'm sure on Nicola Sturgeon's table in her office, it isn't trans issues are not that big a deal in her inbox. But it, she's she she's people put this on the table because they know it's what I call a barometer issue. So it will become a talking point in the kind of tabloid media. Yeah, well, so it's that, all around the, the upcoming Gender yeah, Recognition Act reforms. Yeah, in yeah but it's, it's but coming in up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so in reality, it's not going to affect anybody but trans people. It will make yeah. our lives easier. Mm-hmm. If they didn't mention it, they would never notice because we all, I identify as Frida, as female now. Even though I don't have a gender recognition, I don't. I'm going through the process of applying for a gender recognition certificate. I don't have it yet, but I have a passport, I have a driving license, I have all my other ID in place. So, and I had that within a few months of coming out as trans. So, it's just a formality. Yeah. All all self ID does for me is it allows me to get married or die in dignity, whichever, come, whichever comes first. And I think it might be the latter. But um, uh, but that's it, basically. So so, so if, I, say if, anything, if I was ever involved in any legal situation, imagine I committed a crime, and for whatever reason, the judge says, right, Frida, you're going to get sent down. Um, it would mean that I would have certain rights in being housed in a prison that would, you know, where I would, where the safeguarding would be right for me. So... For them, people, they would say, oh, there's men in women's prisons. And that is that that is their angle because they don't understand that, you know, if I was to go, I, I, I don't fancy me chances in strange ways. No. Right. So think about that. And that's all that that's all that that's about. And and, and it's like when when somebody goes to prison, they they get stripped of their rights anyway. It's not like somebody has some additional rights because they've committed a crime you're actually in a position where you've never had less rights ever in your life yeah you are stripped of rights and you're basically being abused by the system and i'm not saying i'm not saying we should let you know i'm not i I, i'm sure there are people in prisons that we should not have any sympathy for because they've done heinous crimes and i'm not qualified enough to make those decisions but all all i can tell you is that the people that say keep prisons single sex have absolutely no idea about prisons or the judicial system or about women in women in prison because i've met women that have been in prison through my job and they're not there because of any they're there because they've been they've suffered you know domestic abuse and abuses all their life and none of those abuses are the fault of the trans issue you know, they, they're a much bigger issue and it's to do with systemic misogyny. We talked about this before, I think, but yeah. So yeah, one, that, of the, that, one of the things we were talking about was, you know, safety for women, all women. Yeah. You know, it, it affects trans women and cis women equally. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing they don't like, you see, because like when it comes to single sex spaces and anything like that, and the idea of how you identify, like the women I work with, the women in my social life, they understand that I am safe with them. Yeah. Because they know that when men are predatory, when men are a problem, they don't care if you're a trans woman or a, or a cis woman. They just see a woman-shaped thing yeah. and their stupid brain mm-hmm. because they choose to abuse 
is going to see you in the same way right so yeah. so so the argument is from turfs is that you are woman face you are wearing you were in the costume of a woman right but i didn't invent that but the thing the thing with that is it's like saying to somebody who is the subject of domestic abuse or sexual abuse you were asking for it it's on the same kind of level to me so women the women that i know at least in my social circle the cis women they they say you are protected by us because we recognize the same systemic misogyny affects you yeah and if you if you look at the numbers okay the numbers of trans women there are in this country what is it what is the percentage of trans 1. people like 1%, percent, so it's half that figure is trans women half is men let's say so you've got a really small number, what, maybe 300,000 mm. trans women in the whole country. Mm. And yet you've got all these anti-trans organizations, you know, spending loads mm. of time and money and effort yeah, just against like, trans women where the real problem the is way. not trans women, it's abusive men. So why don't they, why don't they spend that same effort against fixing the problem mm. with men? Well, there's a very simple answer to that. And it's because the powers that be, they whatever you want to call it, the patriarchy, whatever, they they prefer that branch of feminism that attacks trans because it takes the spotlight off them. Yeah, but if you listen to that Nicola Sturgeon interview, I mean that's the point she makes. She says she's a she's a feminist who fights real issues that yeah, are affecting exactly. women, not these stupid kind of because they recognize around trans women which are ridiculous you know but but nicola sturgeon is someone that also recognizes that misogyny also affects men you know like yeah. like the, the reason men become toxic or men become aggressive is because they're shamed for whatever reason or they they're made to feel insecure and it's that's part of the whole system it's a part of the same yeah bollocks that you know creates so, yeah i mean she did she did a similar interview on radio Four today program it was very very similar to the nbc the lbc one you know for me the two issues are yeah safety for all women and yeah, don't blame the trans women yeah the pro- look where I, the real problem is i will say though nicola sturgeon i mean she she has to she she knows she's going to be asked about this mm. so she's saying the same she's very consistent in she what is. she's saying and and it's like she's coming from a script and i understand that i understand why she's got that but um you'll never ever see any trans woman in that debate at the moment because i mean maybe there's just not enough of us and there's not enough people who are you know elevated to be able to go on a program like laura coonsberg or whatever it is or lbc but we always rely on people speaking for us and that is, that's to me that's a real problem because it, once it filters down well filters up to somebody like nicola sturgeon it becomes very simplified and scripted yeah but I think she's, you know, she's she's I'm come saying, out with a very positive statement. No, no, no I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying she's not saying the no, right no. thing. But what I'm saying, there's a lot of nuance missing. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, it's a like two minute interview, whatever. Mm, you know. Well, yeah. So that I mean, that was the first issue we wanted to talk about. Um, the other one we, we we were discussing was the John Stewart issue. Mm, yeah, with the... So the John Stewart has a show on apple tv plus called the problem with john stewart and i think they've just started series two 
and the first episode was about um, gender issues. Uh, and he did he did an interview with Leslie Rutledge from uh, Arkansas, mm. who is the Arkansas Attorney General. And what's happened in Arkansas is that they've banned gender-affirming care for minors. Mm. So I don't know if you've listened to that one, but... I have listened to the interview, but I I don't have Apple TV, so I've not seen the episode. The whole episode, but, yeah. There's there's quite a lot to it before mm, the interview. Mm. But you see that, like, I, I, the thing about John Stewart, and I will say this: he is a comedian, yeah. and he is somebody that knows how to work the media. So, asking I've, about, I've never been, I've never been sure where he stood on trans issues. Some of his jokes are quite kind of sarcastic, and it's not until you've listen to the whole thing he's saying that you realize what he's actually saying well i just work with what we've got and and like listening to him yeah. on that interview with rutledge he's very very clear yes. and he's very it's not that he's it's not that he's even got an opinion it's just that he asks the right questions well he's a, he, he kind of turns into a proper journalist and digs into the answers doesn't yeah he? but this is the thing like with america like i find that the comedians in the in american media are better than the politicians that i mean you could say that about uk if you look at somebody like frankie boyle you know and stuart lee they they do a very similar thing but john stewart's interview with uh what's the name rutledge yeah leslie uh, rutledge Leslie Rutledge. i mean to me this comes off the back of like a, a, a bigger anti a, a misogynistic culture because these are the people that are anti-abortion rights, anti-women's reproductive rights, and it, it was, you it, know, she's and it's a sliding Republican. Yeah, well, it, it it's it, it, I mean, if if you can say like, show me a a Republican, show me somebody that is anti-women's reproductive rights, and I'll show you a transphobe, and I'll show you a racist. Now, I'm not accusing that lady of being a racist, but it's on the it's on their radar. Because there are these things are all connected, and John Stewart yeah. is fine. And but the thing, the thing with the trans children thing, it's like a it's like a fence sitting issue where they can hope to bring people along, like so where they might not agree with them on reproductive rights, where they might not agree with them on on other issues, you know, from a, from their conser- ultra conservative point of view, yeah. they can I mean, say, what the, look, they can the... say that, tr- that that there are trans people, trans children being harmed they can like get the popularist vote yeah well it depends on what you mean by harm i mean the harm really is denying them the mm. affirming gender that uh, the, the, you and know, also, the and also they need the the phrase trans children i mean what does that mean are you talking about five-year-olds are you talking about 16 year olds the, the, it, there's those things are not the same and it's like i i knew like personally, I, like when I think about my life, I, I if I had had the resources and the the support, I would have come out like when I was like eleven or twelve. But uh, if you're in a if you're in like look when you look at America, it's really hard for me to get sort of a ha- an ang- handle on American politics because it's like all these different states have their all different rules. It's like. Mm-hmm. In the UK, we've got like just one centralised Westminster and maybe a bit of devolved Scotland and Wales. But like in America, they're all like, you know, they, I don't know how... States I, doing their own things, yeah. Yeah, so and, and I don't know enough about that to be able to comment on individual well, states. Well, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not an easy topic. 
But, but I think what's happened in in there, you know, the the attorney general, they're basically ignoring medical experts' guidelines from medical experts from various, you know, very well established mm. organizations, but, and that you know they're trying to take away the power, and you know, the decision making out of parents' hands. Yeah, yeah, because we we well, it's like they don't want to look at the doctors information don't want to look at the peer-reviewed information they don't want to look at the history of they're just looking at the shock element of saying trans children and and yeah they've, they've gone to their own they've gone to their own medical people to medical get their opinion who just happens to agree with what they politically think yeah but it's they've, really, they've it's, used that as this is what we're going to do and nobody mm, gets a choice you know it's a really hard thing to demonstrate because it, like, why would trans children want to come forward into the media? Why would their parents? Because they just want to get on with their lives. It's, but you see, what 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 I would like to see is somebody like John Stewart, somebody like I know Louis Theroux did cover it a little bit. He did about trans kids, but I, I you see, I, I I'm a bit, I'm always wary about saying trans kids because, you know, you know that de- developmental phase is obviously you know it's not it's nothing is you have to let the child have the freedom to express that so so yeah fine you know you can you can argue like you might need to get psychiatrists in to look at this closely and all that but what they're doing is denying any of that instead of saying yeah or maybe we can look at this they're saying right we're going to shut it down so slamming the door yeah on the but but see, what they really want to do is they want to slam the door on all trans healthcare. The trans children bit is just the shoe in because they can bring people who may be on the fence and say they're harming your kids. It's like it's like in it's like in the debate when they used to say that about gay people, you know, have it, you know, have it uh, of uh, adopting. And it's like, no, you can't influence kids that way because children are pure and innocent. And it's like, no, children no more about what's going on than you care to realize i mean maybe we shouldn't say trans kids but maybe maybe we should be saying you know kids which are suffering from gender dysphoria maybe that's the best yeah yeah that makes more sense but i mean kids can suffer from gender dysphoria and then grow up grow out of it we've got to admit that we've got to say that yeah right but you've got to have the freedom and you've got to have the forum for them to but that's why Not you have sure. the experts who yeah because the worst thing the, the worst thing the, yeah the worst thing that could happen is say that a child uh has the confidence i can't imagine any child having that sort of confidence if they're from arkansas and somewhere in in their sort of states but going up to a teacher and saying look i think i might be having a bit of trouble and i feel like i don't know a child would even express that honestly but i would hate to think that child would get shut down and shamed well that's what's happening over there because that's what creates toxic mm-hmm. attitudes. When somebody feels shame and then they well, bury what does, it. What does that lead to? I mean, it leads to mental health problems for that child. Yeah, and it makes that person a negative no, they're, person. They're saying they're trying to protect them from making these irreversible decisions, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But the fact that you're denying them the health care they need will mm. lead to mental health mm. issues, which is even more dangerous. Yeah, but they'll say that um, the medicalization of children, and and, and, uh, obviously John Stewart brought that up in. Did he mention? I can't remember what he meant. It was was a really good interview, and and the whole the whole episode was really good. I really thought I was I was quite shocked to see something that good from John Stewart. To be honest, it was I wasn't Mm. expecting it. Yeah, he did mention like cancer treatments and things, and I thought that was a little bit heavy-handed. Yeah, it may not have been the best. 
kind of comparison but, to use, but... um it does make the point that you know if you're gonna start talking about medical pathways and minors you've got to also factor in the parents yeah i think what he was saying was if you if your child was suffering from cancer you wouldn't be doing this to them so why are you doing it for this issue was mm. i think that was his point well the problem with that argument for them is they don't believe trans exists yeah. whereas cancer definitely is you know there's because because trans is psychological yeah, they don't they don't see it as a as an issue do they no and that's the difference and that is an issue that we you know that is a see that is a problem in and the argument does that tie back to religious beliefs i think mm, it can do i mean i mean any oh god don't get me started on no but it does American... it? It kind of why why is the republican party so kind of anti-trans and it, if you look a bit deeper it's well why are they so religious too you know it's kind what of it, connections they're, are... they're anti-lgbtq plus and they they've have found a way in through trans issues and we know that because it's you know it's in everything that they publish because they've found a way that they can it's like a sort of philosophical debate whether yeah. you're trans or not yeah. it's not necessarily about physi physiology physiology and it's not necessarily about psychology it's about something personal and that is the difference and that I think is a problem for a lot of people because the because the idea that a child could say could define what they are is frightening to them. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you if you're a child, you shut up and you do as you're told. Mm. And that is part of the that is part of that. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure in in a state like Arkansas. Oh, I mean, it, I'm I'm very careful about. Obviously, you can't say that about a whole state. I'm sure there are people in that state. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, this is but just... you know, they have this like when you look at the history of the southern states and the Bible Belt and whatever it is. Yeah, most of these things are happening in the southern states. Yeah, yeah because people escape from those places. It's like they, if if imagine if you were a kid and you were growing up and you were living in there and you, and you got to the age where you think, God, I can just get out of here i, could I think just it's like on. you know the bible belt and the deep south it seems to be all those kind of states yeah, so you just you just run away to new york wouldn't you if you if you had any new york kind or of, california yeah. Well, yeah and that's why you end up with these cultures these amazing you know gay cultures because people consolidate into a scene because they've had to escape people like rutledge it seems to be like the, the coastal states on both sides Maybe not so much. Well, this, harder this is this is this is the contradiction of America, isn't it? Because like when I was growing up and looking at America, I was thinking, God, it'd be so amazing to live in America. You know, it's like it's like the ultimate kind of open-minded. Everybody's freaking out, and but if you look at the actual reality of Central America and what's happened with the Roe versus Wade thing, it just shows you how yeah. easy it is for for the power to tip. And I, I think that's been a shock to a lot of people because, I mean... It's quite shocking how Trump managed to, you know, get his people into the Supreme Court. Well, yeah, that's it. We're still living in... I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, I'm really... I really fear for that. Very, yeah, strange system. But we've got it here as well. Yeah. Because that American style of politics is coming here. It is. It is. Anyway, moving on. The other thing we wanted to talk about, I think, was Suella Braveman. Oh, here we go. 
you're talking about bringing it over to the UK. So, I mean, come on. That's a good example, right? The, the name Suella, is it, it's like a drag name. <laughs> I keep thinking about Sue Ellen. I'm sure this is just somebody's trolling us. These make does it's like something you would it's something that would be made up for like it does sound like a made up name, doesn't it? Suella yeah. Braverman. It's like yeah, yeah came up with that. So she's sure. been she's she was in an interview as well. Or was she no, she was giving a speech, wasn't she? Where she's she was saying the poison of identity poli- politics and all this stuff. Well, I mean, if you're gonna start it's all about this anti-woke kind of common sense kind of play into the gallery of your what they think is the regular conservative voter who has a Mondeo and <laughs> you know just other cars are available. You know, who who's just who just think the world the world's gone mad and they're not interested in all this queer identity and they don't they don't want to they don't want diversity and they don't want inclusion. They think it's some kind of liberal lefty yeah wokeism. Non woke yeah. So it's it's just a play into that, but and you, but, see- you know somebody who says her dream is to, you know, send an aircraft full of immigrants to Rwanda. Yeah, she's trying. You know, I can't I can't take anything else that that person says seriously because, yeah, because- you know she's so far right wing. It's like what the hell's going on there? Mm. But I'm also concerned about the the use, or I don't. I'm I'm, I'm very careful when I say this, but the use of people. Like you know, Pretty Patel, Quasi Katang. They, they've they, there's a kind of the way the conservatives work now is they'll get all these people, you know, and say, "Oh, look, we're ethnically diverse. We've got people from all sorts walks of life," but they all agree with us. Yeah. So the people that they've are all been, they've all been through the brainwashing but, process, and, you, and you'll see black people on on GB News and black commentators, black conservatives being amplified way beyond their, you know talents because they they they're no challenge to the political elite they're actually saying what they want them to say now that uh, you've got to be careful with that because that's not me saying that those people shouldn't have a platform i'm saying the reason that that is platform is there is because they're saying what the the political elite want them to say and they're not challenging it's like um candice is it candice owens in a matter she she represents the 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 worst right wing kind of opinion because she but she qualifies it by saying well look look uh, i'm a black woman so you know maybe i'm right but all she's doing is is clap clap back in at everything that trump was saying she's just a trump supporter so you know your ethnicity has got nothing to do with your political leaning but I would say that somebody like Suella is riding a kind of, you know, this kind of anti-woke thing. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I just, I find it really, really hard to listen to. But she, she's the Home Secretary of the United Kingdom saying those things. Yeah, because like, it's, it's, no, it's totally shocking to me. That because we've not had a general we've election. We've got to that position, you know. We've not had a general election in... Well, a proper one, you know, like where where somebody votes for a yeah, and and that's where the rot's set in there because the rot has the, definitely set in. We're like the like fourth, the Angola. Are we on the fourth uh, Tory MP now? But these the are the people that these are the people that Boris Johnson put in power. Yeah, and you've got you've still got uh, Medine Derez popping up. 
on talk, you know, on TV. Yeah, no like, comment. So they're the same people, you know. They're not just because they, you know, they you you might think they represent um, diversity or inclusion. They're just not because the the only reason they're there is because they're amplified by the people who recognise that they're not saying anything challenging. It's like the turfs are not challenging anything. They're just amplifying misogyny and they prefer that version of feminism. It's not feminism, obviously, but they think it is. But somebody like um, J.K. Rowling can say, um, you know, Nicola Sturgeon is a threat to women. You know, it's like these these are not feminists. They're just, these are just... Yeah, uh, didn't she wear that on a T-shirt? Yeah. And it's exactly the same kind of. Isn't that libel? I don't know if it's libel, but it's a. It's it, the the thing is they're using the language of protest. They're using the language of the left to say something which is right wing. Yeah. And that uh, is it's mixed up with you know situationism and art protest and all that kind of thing. So like everything is sort of melted together now in a sort of mess, and nobody knows what is real anymore. Try and navigate your way through that lot. It's very nebulous. It's very nebulous, <laughs> yes, indeed. Which brings us neatly onto our last topic, which was um, Penny Mordaunt. Oh yeah. So Penny Mordaunt. I had, had I had big hopes for Penny Mordaunt. I had big hopes. I yeah. think the whole community had big hopes. Because I saw when I watched the, it wasn't really hopes when I watched the uh, leadership elect. You know, for the whatever. I can't even. What was it like the pick and mix for the next? The pick and mix for the next Tory leader, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I looked at them all and I thought actually, you know, Penny, she obviously she's she's from a political class. She's not from round here. Yeah, but she but, had been she had been quite supportive up to the point where she did a massive U-turn. Yeah, but I I I did think she was the least worst. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, the least worst is a good way of putting it. Mm. Well, the interesting thing that caught my eye is that she was she won an award. From the LGBT Conservatives for Parliamentary Ally of the Year. Now, I don't know what she did to actually qualify for such an award. I think she didn't say she hates trans women. Right, is it that, so that something was... that she's not done? Like, yeah, I think I think she, she said she she <laughs> wasn't hasn't been nasty enough, so she got an award. Is she, that it? What, she wasn't bigoted enough to not get an award. So, <laughs> so maybe she was the least bigoted Conservative. So that's she, it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. the least okay. the least. Uh, horrible person gets an award for being okay. ally of the year. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Because this is what this is all we get now. We get our souls that are just willing to, you know, not be not be too nasty to us, but just let us have a bit of something as as a bit of lip yeah. service, and then they get an award. And we've we've seen the Tory conference all over the TV and all over the internet, and you know there there was a there was a Photoshop with uh stonewall nancy kelly with penny morton and i think nancy got a lot of negative uh kind of reaction but in in nancy's defense i think you know when you're a charity at an event like that you really have to talk to everybody and the reason nancy's in stonewall there is because they're trying to change minds and they're trying to influence politicians mm. you know yeah, in, just... into the more kind of normal point of view Towards well, this... LGBT people, and I think Nancy got a bad rap there for doing that. Picture. Well, this is yeah. But, I was you know, say... how do you when you're when you're a charity and you're in a responsible position, you can't really say no to politicians 
doing photo shoots, can you? Because you're there for oh. a reason, you know, and it's to influence people. No, uh, and also, I mean, people criticize Stonewall, and I've got my own criticisms of Stonewall. You know, it's like they're a massive organization that that they they have got so big that that you know, and I'm I'm critical of any large organization and i and i will watch what they do but but if you're gonna try and change laws and change things you've got to work with what you've got and unfortunately for nancy what she's got is not very good but she's gonna have to you know if, you, if you're gonna have to fight for something you kind of choose your allies don't you and, and then she's gonna have to work with people that i mean you have to remember she was a conservative conference so. i don't think that but for, for nancy it's not about because if even if no, labor, it's probably not really about politics She's even a, if uh, labor were in power there are people in the labor party yeah just as bad. you wouldn't want a photograph with i mean yeah. does keir starmer give a shit about trans rights does, do any of them understand the issues do any of them understand gay lesbian bisexual issues no do any of them care about women probably not really i mean that they, they've got to work with what they've got yeah and, and and the people on the ground doing the real work, like people that work in the community and people that work in women's refuges and work in gender clinics and things, they, they're never going to get a photograph with Nancy Kelly because she's, you know, I'm not saying she, she doesn't empathise. I'm just saying it's because Stonewall is such a big organisation. She's got to take these photo opportunities and she's got to work with whoever's in power yeah, you I don't, don't really think have much of a choice. I don't think. I don't think Stonewall are a bad thing. I just think that no, absolutely, there not. should be there shouldn't be a monopoly. There should be a lots of organisations, and there are. It's just they don't get the they don't get the promotion. Do they? they don't get the platform? Yeah. Yeah. But, I think Nancy, you know, she has a very difficult job running Stonewall, as as do, you know, as same thing for mermaids. They're both going through kind of a lot of political Oh, yeah, we could talk about, I mean, talk about the mermaids thing. I mean, uh, mistakes have been made there and there's no getting away from that about, you know, the recent... Oh, the recent sacking, yeah. But it's not the... You see, it's really hard to... You, you know, you want to defend mermaids. You want to say, look, they're doing good work and, and a lot of the work, but you don't hear about the good work they do because those people don't talk about it. They just get on with yeah, their lives. Just, yeah, and, they, and, for, and for confidentiality reasons, they wouldn't talk about the people they help. So the only news you're going to hear is going to be the negative side of it. And, sensationalized and, and, and I must admit, I don't really fully understand how somebody can be uh, on a board of trustees and not be checked like that. I just don't, I, I'm really frustrated about that and how that was allowed to happen. But I haven't looked, I don't know that it, I mean, I could go digging yeah. and try and find out, but I've just skimmed the news about it. And I, my, my, my point is about it is look, um, in, if it was any other organization, you know, this person, they, it wouldn't you wouldn't be making a big massive fuss about it because you'd be looking at if any abuse actually did take place. Yeah, well, there's going to be an there's going to be an investigation into how that person managed to get into that position. Well, that, that's necessary. Process will 
but changed appropriately, I'm sure. You know. But what what we're always see the problem is as as if you if you if you're defending trans rights, if you're thinking that you know you obviously want to side with mermaids, but you don't you don't want to be in a position where you're defending somebody that's obviously wrong. You no. know, like because you can't do that. You can't you can't make excuses for somebody that is like no, no. making noises about paedophiles maybe no. being okay. I mean, they, they did the right thing, though. As soon as they discovered the problem, he was out. So yeah, now they just need to... Yeah, but it's, it's still yeah, it's, fucking awful. It's and, fucking awful, it is. And they need to do the investigation. They need to make sure that there's I mean, proper processes in place. I'm, I'm very, very, very kind of shocked, actually, that that was yeah. allowed to happen. Because you're talking about a charity for children. Yeah. Right. So that's your first starting point and and it just plays into it it kind of plays into every transphobes kind of it, it kind of completes the circle for them and it's and it's like what can you do you know what can you because you because those people already thought that mermaids were you know some sort of horrible horrible people anyway so you put this on the table and it's like well we told you so, but you didn't. You, did, you know, they don't do anything to safeguard children. They don't help anybody. When you, yeah. but when you think about it in a, in in that sense, like about the people, you know, if I, if mermaids have exist would have existed when I was young, I would have probably got a lot out of that. Yeah. And I, so I can only say that's all I can say about it. But and they had to close their. Um, Helpline, didn't they? Yeah, because of the abuse they've been getting. Mm. Yeah, difficult times. But it's hard to talk about that because obviously the the story around it is is so convoluted now. Well, I think mermaids have done the right thing. They need to investigate. They need to maybe change policies. And yeah, that's it. Lessons to be Lessons learned. learned. <laughs> But it's just awful, yeah. Yeah. So that you know that concludes our, our section of the news this week. Yeah. Well, um, I think I was going to say I was going to go back to Nicola Sturgeon for a minute because I'm hoping. What, what do you do? You think that she's going to? Because that call because all this is about the independence referendum. It's about. Well, it's about the GRA reform in Scotland, and it's also about independence. Yeah, but but it's it's it. I think the bigger picture is this independence referendum. I'm sure the you know those who don't want Scotland to be independent are, are using every trick under the sun yeah, to Yeah, that's it. Yeah. They want, bad. they want Nicola Sturgeon to be the bad person. Yeah. If she's the if they can if they can sell her as the bad person, it helps their causes to prevent them separating, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I am 100% pro Scottish independence if that's what the people of Scotland vote for. Well, being half Scottish myself, you know. You're a Scottish landowner, aren't you? <laughs> don't tell everybody. Sorry, don't tell the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I own uh, I own half of Scotland. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else uh, happening in the news? Or is that that's enough? that's those are like the main things. Some horrible topics there. Like, podcast, oh, God, why is know, everything? Couldn't really think of anything. Well, else. No, let's lighten it up a bit. Anyway. So until well, next week, then. Okay. Well, we will you. be back, hopefully. And people, if you're listening, please like, subscribe, come back and listen again.
if you know assuming you enjoyed this if we didn't enjoy it well don't forget to subscribe yeah okay i'll sign us off bye bye for now (laughs) 